Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles, and I hope you're ready to get in touch with your inner warrior because my guest today is Pastor Erwin McManus, author of the book, The Way of the Warrior, and lead pastor of Mosaic Church in the heart of Hollywood. You're going to love this interview, but first, a word from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Cove. Head over to covesmart.com to find out more. My house is protected by Cove. Five-star home security system without contracts or headaches. Head over there and you can check out their system, all the different products that they have from, from door sensors, window sensors, home cameras. You can tie it in with an app. I can pull up my house right now, flip through the cameras, see what my dog and cat are doing, make sure everybody's safe. I travel a lot. It's a really great thing for you know our family. I think you're going to enjoy it as well. Head over to covesmart.com. want to thank them for their sponsorship. And now my guests, Pastor Erwin McManus. Welcome to the Lucas Miles Show. I'm your host, Lucas Miles, and I am here with Pastor Erwin McManus. Good to have you on the program. Good to be here. You know, um, you are at the heart of really the uh, one of the central influencing cultures in this world in Hollywood. Yeah, absolutely. How has that been for you, and how did you get there? Well, I've lived in L.A. almost 30 years, so I'm not a newbie. Yeah, I love L.A. Um, how did I get there? I, uh, I dreamed and crawled and uh, my way there. Before I was married, I was maybe 23 years old. I'd just come to faith, and I'd met my uh, wife. She was not my wife yet, and I told her, I said, if we get married, you need to know L.A. is not optional. <laughs> I, I, was what, I was a futurist, and I did a kind of an assessment of the world, and I determined that Los Angeles was the capital of the future. Mm. And if you're going to have the greatest impact on human history, you needed to be where the future was emerging from. And that's why we went to L.A. Amazing. I love that answer. Yeah. I love that. And you, you spoke my language with the word futurist, so that's, uh, that's, <laughs> that is right up my alley. So I love that. Um, how is that forward thinking really helped you in ministering Hollywood and the people there? Uh, well, first of all, uh, being forward-thinking has always been a liability as a Christian. And when I worked as a futurist, I would tell people with the church, you don't have to see the future. All you need to do is see the present because the church is living in the past. Mm. And one of the great challenges is that so oftentimes the church is actually in an adversarial relationship with the future. And then you're looking at Hollywood. It's uh, the epicenter of human creativity and, and you know, artistry and um, storytelling and the future is emerging from there. And, and I think the great challenge is that Jesus is really relevant because he's in the future. But the problem is the church feels very irrelevant because it seems to be preserving the past. So a huge part of Mosaic's effectiveness is, has polarized us from the Christian faith, but has actually positioned us to really reach Hollywood with the message of Jesus. You know, you hear so often people talk about Hollywood, and obviously, you and I know that Hollywood is not just a city; it's a, it's a culture; it's mm -hmm. a, you know, it's a mindset. You know, in many ways, and uh, it extends beyond the uh, the geographical bounds of the the city itself. But you know, um, you hear people say things of Hollywood's going to hell in a handbasket, and all that kind of you know proverbial language that's out there. What's your experience? What What's your view of Hollywood? How has, um, how have, you know, living there, being there, ministering there every day, how has that impacted you? Well, it's funny because a couple of years ago, um, one of the presidential candidates came to my house and 
set in my backyard. And I guess he was trying to convince him to be part of a film project that now he, he was a part of because everyone does film when they're not running for president. <laughs> and, uh, and, and we're in my backyard and he gets talking about, about they, they, them, them, and we, we. And, and every time he talked about Hollywood, it was they and them. And it was an incredibly dark, adversarial Mm. antagonistic uh, narrative and he kept saying we need to take back you know our nation we need to take back hollywood we need to do this and i finally stopped him and i said i think that you're confused he said why and i said i am they i'm not we and when people so oftentimes come to hollywood they see themselves as the saviors of hollywood it's us against them uh, i love our city i love um our community i I'm a part of Hollywood. If you hate Hollywood, you hate me because I'm not outside of our community. And you're right, Hollywood is not really a geographic um, space. It really is a culture, it's a tribe. It's uh, a community of people who, are, who believe in storytelling, who believe in the power of, of story. And one of the things that we've said for a long time is whoever tells the best, the best stories wins the culture. And, and the problem is that we haven't been the best storytellers. And we're, and I think a lot of times we're angry because people who have a lesser story are better at telling the stories. Mm. That's good. That's good. Speaking of storytelling, you have a new book that's out. And speaking of good storytelling called <laughs> The Way of the Warrior, talk to me a little bit about this book. What is The Way of the Warrior? What does that mean to you? Well, the subtitle is An Ancient Path to Inner Peace. And the book really is about the internal journey that we all deal with and how to find uh, that internal um, resolve that in solace that all of us are searching for it that i mean on a macro level I, I feel like a part of what we need to realize is that human beings are an incredible species we've accomplished incredible things we um we we harnessed fire and light you know we we know how to harness nuclear energy and solar power and we invented the internet a television and an iphone but we can't create world peace and so as advanced as we are as a species the one thing that seems to constantly elude us is the ability to create peace and a part of that is if you understand every human being as a creative being you can only create out of your essence. You cannot create what you do not have. Mm. And the reason that the world is always at war is because we are always at war. The reason that wars rage around us is that there are wars that rage within us. And we will never have world peace until we have inner peace. So I wrote this book, one, to help people find an inner peace that seems to be eluding everyone in our culture, but also to begin a process to bring world peace because you can only bring world peace when you have inner peace. That's really good. That's really good. What sort of uh, suggestions or, or, or steps or, or um, uh, you know, movement would you advise and do you advise in this book for somebody who is seeking that inner peace? Well, the book is broken down to eight codes. And it's written like an old samurai writing to a young samurai. And the book actually was inspired when I was driving through Hollywood and I heard this inner voice inside of me and I have a pretty vivid imagination. So I have a lot of people <laughs> talking to me all the time. And, uh, and I heard this voice say to me, the warrior is not ready for battle until he's come to know peace. This is the way of the warrior. And as I look back on the moment, I realized they had the convergence of a lot of different experiences. And one is maybe my favorite movie of all time is The Seven Samurai and then The Magnificent Seven and then uh, Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and Hero and even The Last Samurai with Ken Watanabe. And, and so I've always been really drawn to Japanese and Asian culture. I love the, the heroes mythology and those cultures that are somewhat different than American mythology. And, um, and at the same time, I was dealing with thousands and thousands of people in LA who were struggling with depression and anxiety and panic attacks and anxiety attacks. And, and they look so good on the outside and they're in so much turmoil on the inside. And I know my own personal journey, uh, dealing with all kinds of internal battles and 
um, from night terrors to sleepwalking to um, being in a psychiatric chair at the time I was 12 years old to knowing that there is an internal battle that we rarely talk about. And on top of that, when people are Christians, they don't seem to feel free to say they're struggling with stuff because isn't Jesus the answer? And so we keep throwing magic at our problems by saying, you know, just memorize this verse or just, you know, focus on this truth. And we never deal with the real issues that people are struggling through. So all that kind of converged together in writing this book. So I wrote this as an old samurai writing to a young samurai. But in the middle of the book, there's some really specific codes that actually bring internal peace. Like one of them is a, the shortest book, uh, the shortest chapter in the book on um, the warrior owns defeat. And in those 10 pages, I actually walk through the relationship with ownership that people who displace responsibility actually relinquish their power. People who accept responsibility actually increase their power. Mm. So if you spend your life blaming other people for where you are, you've actually become powerless to change your present condition. And so even if something is not your fault, it is still your responsibility. And said so the code of the warrior is the warrior owns defeat, he owns failure, and because of that, they always have the power to bring the change that they long for. I tell my staff all the time that every problem is a leadership problem. Mm-hmm. You know, even if we didn't create it, it's our responsibility to find a way to solve it and to speak to it and address it and everything else. And I, I really, I love the themes that you're bringing out there. I think, you know, it, our, um, it, is what somebody's facing in Hollywood and in, in, in the industry, you know, and all these things is, are the same emotions at work in people in middle America and people on the East Coast? And, uh, you know, how, what, what's your thoughts on that? Yeah, you have different levels of acceleration uh, because of the amount of pressure on people's lives. And so someone in New York might become more uh, cognizant of what they're going through than maybe someone in Indiana. But it doesn't mean the person in Indiana isn't going through the same thing. And it just means that they're able to contextualize it and hide it longer. Because mm-hmm. the truth is when you're having to catch the subway and fight your way through taxis and work you know, 70 hours a week and you have the fast-paced uh, environment of Manhattan – it breaks you faster. Yeah. And, and because the human spirit is, is really not um, created for that level of dissonance. And if you don't develop an internal strength and resolve, you're going to just fall apart. But I, I just came back from Sydney, and the book's only been out three weeks, and it's already found its way in different parts of the world. And I've had DMs from people across the world saying, I walked in already committed to ending my life. I walked out with hope. Wow, And I've had, I mean, you just would not believe the responses I'm getting on Twitter and Instagram of people saying this book is um, saving my life. And what I found is that we have an epidemic of depression. We have an epidemic of people who feel anxious. And uh, it, it doesn't matter whether they're in Tokyo or whether they're in Atlanta or whether they're in Birmingham or whether they're in L.A. I think this is systematic and it's, it's symptomatic. It's happening all over the world. I, I think you're right on that. I think that's really important. I love the idea that you know, it's it's kind of this outside pressure that f- reveals or forces yeah. what's going on in the inside of us that we have to we have to deal with that. And it is so easy, as you know, for people to hide from a lot of these uh, a lot of these inner battles and and things that were that that are going on. Um, so, you know, the way of the warrior. I think that um, there's probably a lot of guys out there that are uh, they, that really resonates with them. Let's let's talk about the the, the feminine feminine side of that as well, because I'm sure that this is a book that isn't just you know gender specific, you know, on that. So, um, you know, what would you say to maybe a woman out there that is is looking at this book and considering it? 
Well, I would say right now, probably 80% of everyone purchasing the book is a woman. Wow. So, and, uh, <laughs> but uh, um, it's only a man who would think a woman isn't a warrior. <laughs> and, uh, and, That's good. And, you know, so it's like, I think when women see the cover and they hear the theme, um, the ones who understand themselves well understand that they're in a battle. Resonates with them. And, um, and the book is about authentic, honest, internal struggles, which um, my wife is doing a study right now on the book with women, and uh, the resonance is so fast with women, it's pretty extraordinary. I think it's because women tend to be more ready to deal with authentic issues in their life. They're more ready to be transparent and authentic, and uh, just culturally, men are told that you're not allowed to have these struggles. Suppress, push it down, yeah. everything else. But right now, it's really a challenging moment because women are top executives. They're working 50, 60 hours a week. They're still supposed to be great moms and great wives. And, and they didn't get to tap out of any of the responsibilities from the last generation. They are just tapping into more responsibilities in this next generation. So the workload and the level of emotional distress that women are going through is so much higher than mm. men. So I, I would say this book is so ready for um, the woman who's saying, hey, I'm trying to manage six lives at one time, but there's just one me, and i got to find a way to deal with this stuff inside of me. You know, the, the person out there that's, that's uh, medicated and, and really, you know, utilizing all sorts of other uh, externals, uh, addictions in, in various forms in order to um, quiet the, uh, the battles that are raging in on the inside of them, mm-hmm. uh, is there hope for them to find inner peace uh, beyond uh, maybe the use of, of some of the external motivators that get them there at times? Well, I've been a part of three neurological centers over the past several years. And, um, and one of them was the Brain Treatment Center. When they did an EEG of my brain, they brought me in and they showed me a brain uh, wave and they said, this is what a healthy brain looks like. And I thought it was my brain. And I said, well, you're welcome. <laughs> and you can use me as a I'm model. I'm here all week. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and they walked me through what this brain looked like. And then they showed me my brain. And my brain looked nothing like a healthy brain. And they said, you have uh, severe post-traumatic stress disorder. Mm-hmm. And um, you probably haven't had a good night's sleep in 50 years, which was actually true. And they walked me. And immediately, the uh, neuroscientist said to me, so what kind of medication are you on? What, and I said, I'm not on any medication. No, no, I'm, we mean informal medications, like what kind of drugs or alcohol? Or, and I said, I, I know I, this sounds boring, but I don't actually even drink at all. <laughs> I, I don't smoke. I, I don't do any drugs. And they didn't believe me. They kept saying, no, this is a safe space. You can just talk to us. I know you're a pastor, but you can tell yeah. us. <laughs> and, uh, and I told them, I said, I know this is crazy, but um, there are no medications that I'm on. And they said, we've never seen anybody's brain this traumatized without mm. some kind of, um, of drug to help you survive it. We're not trying to be judgmental. We don't understand how you're able to manage this. Wow. And I remember sitting down with them and said, hey, look, everything you've identified about my brain is right. I've been like this since I was five. But my brain is not my master. See, my, my soul has mastery over my brain. And so, and they said, you must have huge explosions of violence and rage. I go, none. I've been married 35 years. My wife never even seen me lose my temper. And my kids either. And, and it's because sometimes we don't understand that being human doesn't mean you have to be subject to the issues that are going on in your life. And my soul has found a level of calmness, of peace, of strength that actually has helped me manage what were real physical and physiological and psychological issues I had to deal with. My brain was a disaster, but my soul was healthy. 
That's good. And I, I think that that's something that uh, you're going to have a lot of people continue to resonate with. And mm-hmm. uh, because as we know, there's a lot of people that are hurting in this world and all yeah. of us have those internal battles yeah. that we're facing. And, um, you know, some of us just hide it a little better than <laughs> others. Uh, so uh, congrats on the book, uh, The Way of the Warrior, An Ancient Path to Inner Peace. Where can people find this and where is it available? Well, the fastest way to uh, not only get the book, but get uh, even the video content we created to supplement the book is on erwinmcmanus.com. But you can go to amazon.com, you go to Barnes & Nobles, any book that carries um, um, real books. Yes. And, <laughs> and uh, we'll carry the way of the warrior. Awesome. And, but I would just encourage people to go to our site, pick up our podcast, and, and pick up the video content that we've created for each chapter of the book. Awesome. If you're watching on, the, uh, on our YouTube channel, the, uh, the link should be right down there someplace. And uh, you can check that out. And then we'll also have that in our show notes as well. And we have we a, got a copy, copy of the book, book right here. Copy of the book flying in. Tell me your name again. All right. Flying in. Thank you very much. So The Way of the Warrior. Urban Man. Ooh, I like that cover. Oh, thanks. Our team is so creative. They create everything. And that's a well-groomed beard right there, too, in there this photo. So beautiful. All right. Thank you very much for watching, Erwin. Thank you for being on the show today. Hey, it's so good to be to here with you. you. Awesome. Thank you.